Right on. We're on. That's it. This is brutal power, wrapped in an elegant machine. Welcome back, darling. Kingston Town can't win. He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate. But a champion becomes a legend. From, 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 the card leave in the pool. Eight holes months ago. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. Put out the bush. It is 15, lands clear. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me, Pinky, thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay? Huh? He'd stay till closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy has to pull the whip. Welcome to the Racing and Sports in the Office preview podcast. As we look at Tenet Best at Eagle Farm, I'll be honest, we're not going to look at every race, but we will touch on the features. Starting off with the Oaks, we've got the X Factor on board. How did you see the meeting, Blanks? How did I see the meeting? No, it looks a good meeting. I like the, it's probably the off week. It's a bit like the Tancred meeting in the middle of the Sydney Carnival. But I like that meeting. You do like that. Yeah. And we're... um. It's a green light again, isn't it? Good track, Eagle Farm. I thought a little whiff of the old demons last week. Yes, it's certainly uh, – it's good to see some some other praise coming for it. Um, certainly punters seem to be appreciative of what they're getting there. It's even across the board. Your horses get their chance. It'll start to look tired over the next few weeks, but that's what you get through winter when you're racing on a track. But it'll be good for the rail comes out two metres and be more of the same of what you got last week. Adam tried to hint that the track was... Back. I thought there were some high-profile floppers last week. It's funny, Nathan. Oh, was, you're going uh, the other way. He's going the other way, but there was a distinct correlation between Adam's losing bets and the flops. So whether or not he's a bit biased on that front. <laughs> no, that's not actually true. <laughs> but there were some flame-ups last week. There were, yeah. Not just like the the high-profile one was Zaki, but on Trivier and Prince of Boom and Startantes were woeful. Mm. Hungry Heart for pace reasons, I think, rather than anything else. But she was atrocious. Yeah, I think. So there's a. I mean, there Zaki was. clearly came to the end of it. He was hardly beaten a hundred yards. Uh, and Trivier, yeah, he was woeful. But come to the end of his prep, I think. Um, and Trivier, maybe she was just a fresh horse. She had gone well at the track previously. Yeah. Yeah. No, maybe. there's other reasons. It just seemed. No. To be, I just saw her own, as I said, only a whiff. I Not think, a stench. I think had Paul Ellie gone past Apache Chase, he'd have a different view, but he didn't, so. <laughs> well, he is just a kind of eagle family Apache. Yeah. Yeah, so there is a bit of horses for courses about it. Which is okay. why I think Gypsy Goddess is a good thing. Tell me why she isn't. Who gets to go first? Um, I don't want to disagree with you. I've tipped her on top. I think she's, I certainly agree with you that she's the best horse in the race and she loves Eagle Farm and She'll appreciate um, finally finding a firm track um, since she's taken on these better races. It's um, just been wet after wet after wet. What doesn't change, though, is the barrier. It's just, She's been horrifically placed from the barriers. And at 2,200 metres, it's a, to borrow Adam's phrase, it's a stenchier um, start than, than the 2,400 where we were at saw Leith Innist. Used to advantage the extra 200 metres last week in finding a position. I mean, if he goes forward here, I suspect he gets stuck very, very wide going out of the, the straight the first time. 
Otherwise, he has to concede. And in a field of 18, he's got to round up and get past sort of at least 10 slow ones. So that's the issue for me, how far she's going to get back from what is an awful draw. I did the map this morning. And when what, I say, you got a one off the sixth? Yeah. And, w- uh, and when I say <laughs> I, the gun did it for me. So I'm trusting he's done the map. But there doesn't look to be a lot of speed in this. So what do you got? What do you think they're going to leave from out there? Well, I think they're going to go forward. It's for me. She's had two barrier trials this prep: one in the Vinery and one last start. And then the one Group One, the Oaks. It was game on from the outset. Pikey hunted to Ford. She wasn't drawn as wide in the Oaks, but she still drew ten of sixteen. And he got her outside the lead. You're right in terms of it's not as easy with the twenty two hundred meter start, but I don't see a lot of pressure going forward. Nyota, Gin Martini. I think Gin Martini has to go forward. She hasn't got a turn of foot. And then. Yeah, so I've got Cupid's Kiss rolling forward up to 2,200 metres. This is a 900 metre race early on. So the two emergencies, I think, do add to the speed in the race Cupid's Kiss and Nyota. Gin Martini goes forward. Barb Raider has to roll forward, but she'll just tuck in behind them. And Festival Dancer have no choice at all to roll forward from her gate. Gwyn of Hope, I wouldn't think they'll be conceding, so they'll be going forward. So there's. There's six inside of you. Um, I don't uh, looks ugly to me. The reason why it is ugly is looking at the stats at Eagle Farm for 2,200 metres. <laughs> Do you, you find a runner with 18 in the field at 2,200? Yeah. Well, the concern is I just looked at turn position and wind strike mm. rate. So no surprise leaders have the best wind strike rate, 17%. It mm-hmm. drops off fairly sharply though. So if you settle worse than fifth, or if your position worse than fifth on the turn, your strike rate's ten percent. If it's ten, Is the turn out of the straight the first time, or the turn into the home straight. No, nah, turn into the home straight. So I think barriers only matter to me if they dictate your settling position, and if she is going to go back, that's a key concern. You get you're worse than tenth on the turn over twenty two hundred meters at Eagle Farm. You are in struggle town. Well, he'll want to be. Um, yeah. Even if he goes back, he's going to want to be. By the turn, he's going to want to have passed some of that dead wood. You hope yes. so. That's what you're saying. He yes. doesn't want to be sitting back there. No. I'm worried that they rode her forward in the Oaks and she didn't have the same turn of foot, which is not true, mm. but I'm worried that's how they're going to read it and I'm hoping they don't overthink this mm. and go right back. Because if they go right back, suddenly she's low percentage. But if she can, I hope they go forward. Pike generally game on. If they roll forward, I think she's a good thing because she's overachieved on the wet tracks would be my read. When you look at her first prep, certainly her best performances were on top of the ground. Yes, she won on a soft track that day at Doomben, but mm-hmm. she's a much better horse on a firm track. And horses for courses, Eagle Farm, two for two, I think she's clearly mm. the best horse. So I'm just hoping Pike can weave some magic, but please go forward. Is it that clear that she's the best horse? Yeah. Mm. I don't think she's got any form that's any better than like Glint of Hope, for example. But I don't think we've had a chance to see her best form. No. But then we're saying, we're not saying I think she might be as good or better than them. We're saying clear cut, she's the best horse. Yeah. I don't think it's clear cut. She's got to prove that yet. And I mean, El Patroness did just shut the door on her in the Ramwick Oaks. That was a proper staying test. That was test a real staying test on real staying ground. But we've seen that form stack up pretty well last week. I think all those fillies from the Oaks ran well behind Barb Raider last week in a slowly run Roses, and we're saying this will be a sterner test, which I think is a tricky spot for Barb Raider. Yeah, I think Glint of Hope's... Do we have a market? 
What price is Glinda Hope? Last time I saw she was double figures. $14? Yes. That's interesting, isn't it? How much better yeah, do you think, think she has to Yeah, I think it's yeah. Yeah, not much. No. But she did get the sweet run there. Well, she got the same sweet run here. Mm, that is a obvious and, you know, but we are at $14. Correct. It's a bit um, easier to stomach those, bit little, those little knocks. It seems a... It seems a I would say her form beating Barb Raider is, you could make a very strong case, it's the best bit of form we can work with here. Mm. I want to agree with Simon and disagree with him. So I'd be happy to see them just concede. As Damien Oliver says, take his medicine, and then I think she's good enough to pick them off. She'll be past at least half a dozen by the time they get to the, the 600. They'll be falling out behind her. So I just fear if they, if they go forward, it just could dull her, her finishing sprint. But I don't disagree that she's the, the best horse in the race. Can I get a, a line from Aravine on, on you guys? She's been That's the one the market's really gravitated towards, but your numbers are sort of not saying that that's I don't should get be it. the case. I think the straight line, we talked about this yesterday, is that she beat Ting Tong by as far as Pinarello did in the derby. Is mm. it as simple as people have drawn that straight line? That's what it seems like. The horse should be finished third there, got beaten 100 metres in the derby, though, didn't it? Mm. Yeah. But people don't like to. They just want the one piece that helps their case. They ignore <laughs> everything else. Heavy Rose Hill, as Adam's been harping on about the last, oh, how long, month, month and a half? Since February. Since Feb. It's proper heavy and it's such a different scenario on the weekend, mm. a rattling eagle farm. So I don't even know if that formal can translate. It might, but it's you're drawing a long bow. I think she looks very well found. She's part of the yeah, Sandown wave. It's one of the best Sandown midweeks I've ever seen. This race, and she is one of the very impressive Sandown winners. But I don't think she's any better than I'm. We're talking about who's when it's clear cut who's better. She's not better than. She's certainly not better performed than Barb Raider or Glint of Hope or mm. all off Sandown, all off flashy Sandown sectionals or Belle Savoir was a big Sandown sectional horse. There's six of them in the race, which is interesting for those of us who love their Sandown midweekers. The thing with Aravine <laughs> is I can understand people wanting to go looking for different form. It makes sense when you have horses that have raced against each other and, you know, she's the new shiny toy. But, wow, 440. Like, to me, she's a, at best, $9 chance. Yeah, I'd, I'd sort of tend to uh, agree with that. I couldn't come into her at the price. But she's possibly the one runner in the race that's not really exposed yet and still has the the upside to go to. This is one one classic that can produce a really good horse, and I'm not sure any of the ones we've seen exposed so far will go on to be really, really good horses. Maybe I'm wrong there, but... You know, so maybe that's one thing in her favour that she's got that upside. Mm. She's got upside, but you are paying a price for it. Yes. Yeah. You are now. I don't think oh, that, I'm not... that price won't hold up, surely. I no, they're, well, they're going to back 20 here. Yeah. I'm not giving up on my bullish prediction from last week with Biscayne Bay. Maybe she's just a – no, I don't think she's any star, but maybe doesn't need to be. Well, she just she had to do it a bit tough there, make a long run, and she just peaked on the run first go since the ATC Oaks. So I find it significant that they're prepared to pay a late entry fee to go here rather than look at that race in isolation and say, no, no, we need to pull up stumps now. 
Um, I suspect she's got more to offer with a more conservative run in transit, and I think $23 is a price that I'm, I'm happy to play at. Yeah, I think that's a – that her and Lavilli. Lavilli was barrier Correct. last week. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not saying barrier trial, but found the line nicely as well, or I'd describe <laughs> oh, that's it. the uh, – sorry. Sorry, that's the – no, I'm saying Barry Trapple and you. And yeah, I thought her and Biscayne Bay did did plenty. I mean, Biscayne Bay, the stable is just terrifying, aren't they? I mean, mm. I think I made the point a couple of weeks ago that their betting record in Brisbane hadn't been as good as perhaps we think, but um, they're still over over distances in particular. They're um, they're very very dangerous and they're very very hard to beat. Um, I thought mm. the Billy was as good as any horse last week in that in that league. Yeah. So I would, yep. um, yeah, I'm, I'm shuffling this market right around to, to say, I'm, I think it's a very flat market. I can see Gypsy Goddess is the favourite. I mean, she's the right favourite. And then behind that, I think it's almost roulette wheel. Um, so I want to take mm. the ones at bigger odds. And Biscayne Bay and Lavilli would fit that mould. And I think Glint of Hope does a bit, as I said. Yes. And I know she did it once and there's, you know, before that, she's mostly been in slowly run races as well. So I still think there's a bit of the untapped about her as well. Um, yes, but yeah, I think she's she's undersold a little bit for what she did the other day, and after Barb, Ra- I do have a tidbit, a fun fact. Here we go. After Barb Raider the other day, the last Eagle Morning Morfittville to Eagle Farm, what a positive spot this is! Fifth winner from thirty nine <laughs> runners from straight from Morfittville to Eagle Farm in the last five years was Barb Raider, and they're now winning twice as many as they should in that time. So really, glint of hope brings the big Morfittville to Eagle Farm switch. A statistical hotspot. Nice. Yeah, I think we're just getting excited by noise there, but it's a bit of fun to have something behind you. Yeah. Bit of <laughs> confirm your uh, biases. I mean, your race book guys will be, how is like Aravine off a benchmark 72 win? Glint of Hope, last start, group one winner. Seems a bit strange to me. I could see a lot of people are looking at this market thinking, what's doing? As I said, I think the I think Glint of Hope being um, because she established herself with a Group One win last time, it's easy to think that she's um, she's exposed now. But she's run in four slowly run races this prep, and now we'll get a chance to see her in a what, what looks like the map Nathan was describing. There, we're going to see a, a real test. So um, that could go one of two ways, but it could draw out an even better performance from her. And as I said, her Sandown Hillside behind my whisper those. That was real sit-up-and-take-notice sectional stuff with my whisper that day. They, really, mm. they then ran first and third in the South Australian Oaks. And, I, yeah, I don't think she'd have to go much better, if at all, to win this. Barbrader last week says probably not, although I think she's Barbrader has um, done well to find some sympathetic situations for her, but she is a very good filly all the same. We've covered some territory there. Yeah. Well, that's it. And probably made, made a good thing of Aravine in the process. <laughs> yeah. The one rocketing through the grades. say something about the race. That's a good Oaks. That's a fun Oaks. That's a good betting Oaks. Mm. Yeah, I think it's, like I said, may not have the star that we've had in other years, but I think it's as deeper Oaks as we've had here um, in certainly in, in my recent memory. Yep. It should be a um, ferocious betting contest. Mm. Very interesting to see what the market does too with Aravine. The Morton Cup, Special K, heads the market. Surprisingly didn't. Handle the track. Last start, we see him back on top of the ground. Eagle Farm Demons. Mm, he's never... One placing from five attempts, is it he doesn't go at Eagle Farm or are we not reading into that, Nathan? The placing was a 
second, a very close second to Rainier, the stablemate at the time, uh, in a mile race that he should have been really suited in on Stradbroke Day last year. Otherwise, his form is pretty average. Um, it does read weird when it said failed to handle conditions. Um, it was obviously failed to handle the Eagle Farm wet. And the jockeys will tell you it was a totally different type of wet track that day. Um, it's a funny one with this guy like in this race. He's just a living certainty on weights, but is he going to stretch out on the track? And, and my leaning is to say no. Do you know what's interesting about Kevin Tari? He's now in his last three runs... He's got two where he's got failed to handle the going and one for it being too firm and one for it being too soft. He's Goldilocks. <laughs> <laughs> he needs it just right. Yeah. He's, um, yeah. he's something. I mean, I've, I must say, and I, I love joking about this, I've had a great time finding him. I've, I've got him pegged. I find him when he wins and I have nothing to do with him when he loses. He's a champion to me. All right. Well, are you finding him tomorrow or not? No. No, that doesn't, doesn't look right to me. Mm. No, I think these... Um, I think the two below him are, are nearly, not quite, but nearly as good as him. Certainly good enough to mean that he can't, um, he can't win this on an off day. He can't win this failing to handle the going. He's not that good. Yeah. Um, and the two below him will. Baller 8-8 eight, eight in the book. Can you tell me that he's going better than that? I don't think he is. Well, that's interesting. Trainer said disappointed him first up. He thought he was ready to run a race there. They'll find excuses last time on that really wet, funny day. Um, it is a nice enough drop-in class, but I'm not in love with the way he's going. Um, carried 55 and a half to win it last year. I think you said it's not here nor there, but the fact is disappointing first up. You can sure maybe make an excuse second up, but I don't think he's going well. That's interesting because I thought if he, I thought he'd done enough with excuse. Well, I say excuses. I wanted you to give me excuses, but enough in two runs this prep to think we could be ready. And if he ran up to what he did to win this race last last year, and then even his two seconds over the summer, mm-hmm. he's um. There's not a lot going on here, is there? Um, I'm going to try and be bullish. I don't think it's going to match up with your numbers, but I like the two Kiwi sprinters. Uh, Babylon Berlin was just a complete forgive here first up. The money arrived for her that day, $4 to $3.50 was a pretty good betting rate where she had 59 against the mare. She was slow out, the uh, rider lost the iron soon after the start, and then she was just in a yuck spot for her. Um, gets right down to 54 and a half here. I think she gets in a really lovely spot. Um, just wanting her to jump away. So at $10, I'm happy to be with her. And I thought Let's Be Glam was terrific in the same race where she was only second up off a, a really long, long break. Um, wouldn't think see any reason why she doesn't have room to move further forward. Um, and I just think they're striking some older horses that are below their best. Uh, I'm sorry, male rivals that are below their best. Yeah, well, that'd be, if we're saying no baller, Nikonova was good last week, that'd give him a look. But Babylon Berlin's as good as that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, the numbers do sit there for her. I think she's far and away the pick of the mares on, yep. the, on the numbers. Obviously not her last start number. But no. That's just a complete, there's nothing going, I mean, complete line through that. Sort of yeah. st- sort of state form. Mm, where is he? He's at stud. He's going to stud. I didn't know that. No, he's, he's done. 
I know it because I took a Stradbroke ticket on him, which became confetti about 48 hours after I took it. <laughs> Another way to do your money. <laughs> the Probably two of the more interesting races, certainly looking towards the Jay Jackins, the two-year-old features, political debate, an obvious favourite, but mm. looks very well found. <clears throat> this race has come up deeper than it normally does. Um, normally it's pretty thin field and you get a standout and they just go around and win, but he may well be that horse. But I do think there's some there's some other talent in this race, which, which makes for it to be really interesting and certainly enough for me not to want to charge in and back him at the two dollars i'm just happy to happy to watch and, and see how it unfolds he was always going to be hugely fancy particularly st- like taking the little missing the size and finding himself back a peg he was always mm. going to be i mean as soon as they went past the post the other day it was like well he's going to be popular wherever he goes yes and he is but he does run into it sharp and smart is has got to be very very interesting because um Unfancied on debut, but then turned around quickly and much better fancied and won a good race, the the Great Northern Champagne there last time. And I make it fast. I make it very fast. I think it's a um, far Well, I'd like you to dip into your trusty database and tell me the last horse that won, the last two-year-old that won in Australia off New Zealand. Oh, I don't have that. I'm tipping it's not going to look flash. Probably not. What about Melody Bell? I mean, we're going back a while, but that's all I can think of. That's the there we go. Quickly that's that's six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Many tried. Scarlet Lady won the same race and come over and run fourth in an Atkins off that. Okay. And that race is Just as a rule, I find it easier to dismiss it rather than try and line up whether it's any good or not. Yeah. Oh, you're probably in front doing that. He did run um, 14 pounds faster than the Easter Handicap on the same card. And even doing a little bit of um, clever calculus and squaring them up for how fast they're running at the finish, he still comes out better than that. Um, <laughs> same stats as my Morfordville ones. How's Pukahoe to Eagle Farm going? Well, <laughs> after Pinarello last week off the same card, we've now got a winner and that makes the impact value 3.69. Pinarello's done him a huge leg up. <laughs> Asterix, not two-year-old yeah. form. <laughs> But there were, I think that was a, he was, he powered through the line there. Mm-hmm. There's 4.5 lengths back to third, which is the biggest in the race's history, and two times the average margin to third, which tells you how the time was run. It was a strongly run race, but he's finishing fast. So they've gone fast and he's finished fast. And um, that's a good combination, i got to tell you. If, if you can go fast and then run You've faster. made a strong case. My only little nigger would be that, so he's done that on a 10-day backup from the debut, and then they come over here and then they pop him in a race seven days before what is, I assume, the target. So I assume there's a little bit of, um, by design here, I think he's this is um, setting him straight because he's going to be breathing fire on the backup next week. That's the game, isn't it? You would assume so. So do we have Sleepy Hugh? Giving him the old Lavilli here. Can you is that can you have a bet on him being the eye catcher? <laughs> because what are Tab doing? Put these markets up. I want to mark. I want to mark it on everyone wanting to back sharp and smart next start because I think they'll concede from the draw. They're going to go back and as you mentioned, it's a it's a nice tune up run for the Jay Jackins next week. I think regardless, 
for those with their black book open at racingandsports.com.au. Cha-ching. Make sure you add this horse, Sharp and Smart, in because he will probably be a factor come the spring, I think. Mm. Lion Tamer, Pacini. There's been three or four Derby winners come out of that great Northern Champagne. Mm. He's a nice horse. Scarlet Lady was an Oaks winner. There's another, there's a New Zealand Oaks winner in there as well. Has anyone got an early market up for the Derby, VRC Derby? <laughs> Put it in your black book. Sharp and it's Certainly the pedigree screams more like Derby winner than it does two-year-old Group 1 winner, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah. I think he's over. He's certainly overachieved early, and that's probably why he's here. Hugh Bowman also a key booking. He'll probably ride him in that derby. That works. How's that? Can we get a bet on that? Hugh Bowman to ride this in the derby. <laughs> what price? The interesting thing for me with political debate, I know it's so obvious because, you know, Chris Waller just repeatedly does it, but on his actual race day performance, he's not anywhere really near what we've seen from the Chris Wall stable in recent years, form-wise. No, still waiting for an aren't we? Yeah. And it's a big expectation that he's just going to go whack. And, you know, he was made favourite for the Atkins off that last start. I just think, I'd, uh, I'm not sold. His, his debut was fair. Fair. And then last start was okay. It wasn't, like, amazing. And now he's even money, and I kind of get it, because if the Kiwi's just having a barrier trial, then all of a sudden he doesn't have to beat much. But at the same time, I don't think he wins Saturday and just wins the Atkins, which I think would be an expectation from a few people. Fair? Mm. Harsh? No, I don't. I tend to agree. So, um, Ben sitting, Adam's charging into a Kiwi, and you sound like you're poking holes in it as well. So, I thought there was a little bit more to the race. I think West of Africa is probably a nice horse, given the opinion the, the stable has of him. They've had Swiss Exile measure up in the, the two-year-old features so far. Um, only exposure we've seen to him was on that really gluey Gold Coast track, so I suspect he's an improver. I thought Sandpaper trolled really well leading into this prep and then just got stuck back and wide at Eagle Farm where he probably couldn't sight the leaders that day. So I just think that there's a, there's a bit to the race and happy to watch it play out without uh, having to invest. Yeah, I hope one of them steps up. I think Sandpaper's another interesting one. I think he's... Um Mm. He's a horse with more to offer than what we've seen so far. Definitely. So hopefully one of them steps up and we get another chance with Zugotcha in the mm. the race that follows as well to hopefully see these these Brisbane races throw up the the two year olds that yes. we want them to throw up. Because mm. as yet, I don't think we have seen it, have we? Not yet. There's been no, it's been fine, but I, I mean, it hasn't been. Um, we haven't seen what we might have what we might hope for. We haven't seen the Coolmore winner yet, you don't think? I don't think we've seen the Coolmore winner yet. Well, no. if, well, what about, in, what about race four? Not obviously so, but I think race four looks a good race. Mm-hmm. Race four being the wild Billy Carter, is that correct? No, the honourable Bill Carter. Sorry. <laughs> it was great racing, me and Bill Carter, Supreme Court judge. You've yeah, this is rescheduled from... <laughs> I did, but not not in a court of law. Uh, rescheduled from a couple of weeks back. Exo Ladies added to the mix. She wasn't there previously. Um, talked about Zoo Gotcha a few weeks or a couple of weeks back when it was looking likely or going to be wet. I, I'm happy to chime in again, despite the draw. I think she's probably above average. We talked about it. I thought that a boo win's really good. The runner up there, Frank, that, and then you've just got to be forgiving what happened last time. Yeah, I don't have much to add to that. I think that's right. I think Exo Lady has been as good as her to this point, but mm. probably not as obvious. Like, where does she improve now? Yeah. 
whereas there must be hope for Zugotcha. Although my little niggle and what would sort of steer me out is um, that I think the, the debut was better than the next run. But then the 42 yeah. days now all of a sudden feels like a little reboot and it might be to her advantage. Mm, mm. She was 1,200 back to 1,100. Would that have been a disadvantage second up? Yeah, yeah. And we've only Different seen types her of slogging heavy track runs so far. Yeah. So it could just be uh, – she's another one of these horses that's got the the hopeful profile that you know plenty of very yes. good horses have come up with, with similar profiles and exploded mm. and, and it may just be that she explodes as well. It's interesting yep. looking at, for me, vibes. It's different in Brisbane, but backing Chris Wallet, two-year-old favourites, to me is always a bit, yeah, not a good spot. Time of the year thing, isn't it? Mm. But looking, what's interesting looking at Chris Wallace's stats this season. So last year, we're almost at the end of the season, he had 124 starters, two-year-olds. To this mm. point now, he's only had 58 so going on half and, you know, not long to go, which I've, I think is interesting. He's had eight winners from those 58 starts and you're actually making money backing Chris's two-year-olds this season. I think he's had a few big price winners. This would that be wet tracks that have sort yeah. of reason that there's only half as many? This would be true across the board, wouldn't it? Yeah. This is this, this problem. I say problem. This is what I keep waiting for because the, all those slipper trials had seven and eight runners in them instead of 17 and 18 runners in them. Um, so I, I still think that there's a – a wave of good two-year-olds that have been held back or you know, completely unseen yeah. potentially. Um, and we're hoping that we're, we start to see them here. Plimstock was another one that um, he's the blue jacket, or she, sorry, is the blue jacket that might might be better than, than seen so far. I, I think she's got something. I think when we spoke about this race a few weeks ago, it was we did both mention Plimstock was a, a filly of some Yeah, 1,200. Point. 1,200 looks to suit much better, doesn't it, than 1,000. And mm. the form from that 1,000-meter race has stacked up pretty solidly. Yeah, I'd give her a really good lick at um, turning Exo Lady around, I think, mm. this time, which would put her up at the front of the market there, I suppose. One interesting runner, Nathan Stroll, who they had a fairly decent opinion of and struck a heavy track first up. Are you forgiving of it? Yeah, I think she's a whole lot better than what we saw at the Gold Coast. Just uh, wheels are spinning. She got back in a race where they walked in front. I know the runner-up sort of came from no, came from off the speed to run second, but I think you, I suspect you'll see a really different horse. And um, I'd be lying if I didn't say that that I'd been tempted by the twenty dollars plus here and had something on. Yeah, I think Pike Inside Draw always a plus for me as well. She'll be up there. Or not as far back as she got first up anyway. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Do you have a good thing for us on the card? Um, I think there's a few. Ooh. I'm pretty keen. I've been keen on this horse a few times. Fortunately, got off last time to be on the right leg. But never no more is weighted to win this race. And looking at your numbers, I think you're going to have to agree You've got the 1,100-plus days since he won a race, but I think he's busting to win a race. He's, he bumped into a good one last time after. He had to do a power of work in the run, hit the front on the turn, and was exposed with 61 kilos. He'd still beat the rest. Prior to that, he was stuck around doom in 1350s where he couldn't sort of wind up enough in time, wins in another couple of strides. He's absolutely airborne and goes from the 61 to 54 here. I think 1,500 should be a real sweet spot for him. 
and he's drawn to be much closer this time than having to concede from bad gates. Um, yeah, I just feel he's the winner of this race, race seven. Never know more. No dispute. Acquitted for <laughs> the mighty acquitted. Where is acquitted? Not sure. Mm. Surprisingly, he hasn't pop up in this race unless they've happy to get that win and then they've tipped him out. I'm not too yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, he was he was probably in a race of his own that day. But this guy did do plenty of work in the run and had the 61. But I just think he's really really well placed. Yep, tender group, 1100 days. He's due. He's ready. <laughs> Well, hats off to Matt Dunn. He's turned this horse around. He couldn't go a yard um, he came across previous life here in Australia. Went in a Golden Eagle, his first Australian start. Yeah, so there was um, mm. plenty hoped of him. You're right. He's uh, mm. He's got him going again. Yeah. And knowing that he can somewhere deep down, there is even more talent to be unlocked, which is always nice when you're having a bet as well, when you're happy to have a bet on what he's currently doing and you know that there is somewhere yes. deep down in there, there's an even better run lurking. And you love non-winners. I love non-winners. They're the best. <laughs> Speaking of, we'll Speaking sign, of, let's sign finish off, off with that. Ingratiating in the last, why isn't he favourite? His race, isn't it? He, you know, you don't need me to tell you anything about him. I just think this, it's like this race is put on for him. Just a little 1,200 metre set weights race where he's just pitchforked in against the others. Two runs in Melbourne were, were solid enough to be winning this. Last time was just a train wreck. He worked with your horse Special K there on Tuesday, held his own, gets onto a firm track. Nash is shooting the lights out here up in Queensland and, and draws to be in front of a few. Um, what's not to like? Mm. Well, I go back to under my nose in Melbourne in the spring. It was Athelric was being set for the um, Red Anchor and the Mackenzie while ingratiating was being set for the Manicato. They're in um they're in different worlds at that point, are they? Mm. And um yeah, the updated view is that Athelric is smashed around in a bunch of heavy Sydney tracks. Scone wasn't heavy, but it's a big leap to we're turning things right around now based on something. You know, I mean, ingratiating could have just gone and donkey licked all those horses as well. He just mm. he just chose not to. He chose to be um given absolutely no hope through the rain at Dooman. And they serve up six dollars, so it just. It looks way out of whack, doesn't it? It does. Aaron T, I don't think, is as good as ingratiating, but came through a um, – ran really fast time, two back, and then backed it up behind Ranch Hand and is probably a better horse than general consensus might have it. But he was – Well, he needs to be ahead of Zappa Boom in the market, doesn't he? Yeah, that's – I suppose I'm, I'm looking – as I look drifting down through the, the rest – Mm. He's one that I'm like, well, I, yeah, okay, I can see that he's um, he's racing with some spark. Yeah, and he did a bit of work in the run behind Ranch Hand too. Yeah, no, a great, terrific run. As I said, fast the start before that. So um, that was the day. Mm. That was Victory Stakes Day, wasn't it? And the time was stood up really well against the Victory Stakes, which might have said more about the Victory Stakes than it did about Aaron T. But it said something, and he backed it up. So um, he probably is the horse that I'd be most afraid of backing ingratiating, in fact. Okay. Unless you were very forgiving with um, Shakira, who is probably one or two runs away from becoming one of mine. I might start finding him soon. Tommy Barry, 11. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll be back in. Yeah. He's only out to seven. Wait till he gets to ten without a win and then we'll take some real prices about him. <laughs> My 
quick glance of the numbers, Nathan. The good thing for me on the card looks to be Boom Nova. Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Beauty, that's all we need. See you next week. Short and sweet. That'll, that'll sign us off. Yeah, I thought it was the race five, number nine. It looks to me the good thing of the day. Just got to repeat what she did last start. She'll be yep. winning. So He's airborne, yes. Airborne, flying, better than him, well-weighted. It's the good thing. So let's get that home in race five, and we will speak to you next week. Stradbroke, the big That's one. That's it. Have you got Can't a, wait. Can you give us anything earlier? For me, it's impossible at this stage. Have you got a new one? It is impossible, and luck will play a part. But I, if I were to name the best trial at Eagle Farm last Saturday, I would say Alligator Blood. Where is um? Sorry, I know we we're going to go I'll ask a question. Um, what's the what's the vibe around Ayrton and his reboot to the Stradbroke? Is there is this optimistic or is this? I think it's common sense. Um, oh, he's famous. Which I I wrote about this before the before the Hollandale. I you preempted did. this happening. The Dana Singer preparation. So, but yeah, Dana Singer, I think, was sort of 15 to 1, give or take, wasn't starting favourites. So there's a fair bit of hype around the Ayrton, isn't there, that sort of mm. makes him hard to hard to get into uh, betting rhythm. But I think he's certainly right there. And given the blanket finishes last week, the race is just screaming out for some new blood. Yeah, he's interesting for sure. Do you think when they saw Huayto win the Dooman Cup, they thought, gee, <laughs> should we? <laughs> Zigdom, we should have said here. What weight no, does no, like, alligator blood have? 55 kilos. Nice. Beautiful. Ayrton, 54. Oh, I'll be leaning to the blood in that head-to-head. Mm, I just felt like it had an inkling of he's back. He's identical, back. Identical to, to Farney last year. She carried a big weight in BRC Sprint and got down in the weights to win the Stradbroke. Well, I think on our numbers, got him going as well as Van Dyke had him going post his three-year-old season, so that's a yep. task in itself. And to do it first up, you'd imagine he'll improve. So I would have to I think so. Agree with that. It looks a great Stradbroke. It's going to be a hell of a betting race, and we will yep. go into more detail next week. And you will have the winner, which is the main thing. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I need some winners tomorrow. Didn't have enough last week. <laughs>